This is Connor. And this is Paul. And welcome to Silver Screamers, your decade glamazoning genre lassoing film podcast. <laughs> oh, a baby podcast. A baby podcast. Hey, hey, Khan, Khan, is this the best music ever? I'm probably rating the we music. Don't need to record a podcast. We just put this on loop for an hour. <laughs> oh, That music is so good. I think it's like a, a, a nicely kind of inspired from the old music. <laughs> okay, that's a hot take. It's a, very, it's a much more modern, <laughs> kick-assy kind of version. Of it, but I think inspired podcast gets really big we can um interview Hans zimmer and ask him was the wonder woman uh, 70s 70s yeah did you watch that tv show as a kid i used to watch it when it was on but not not really oh I did yeah like the music though i remember on strictly they did like a, a samba they've done it more than once on strictly i feel oh, have, yeah. yeah in inner satin tights <laughs> fighting for our rights <laughs> we're so glad she's on our side uh, there was no satin tights in the new one no no much more kick-assy isn't it mad that it took till 2017 for wonder woman to get her own film that is yeah, kind of mad. Was it, it was, I mean, it's the... Because that was before Captain America or Marvel, wasn't it? The what was? Wonder Woman. Captain Marvel, yes, it was. So it was the first female-led superhero movie. It was the first good one. No, there was a few. Like So in the, I'm going to say, late 80s, they had Supergirl, which was absolute oh, yeah. trash. Yeah. And then they had Tank Girl and like Barbed but Wire. In the new sort of... 2010s millennial sort of group of superhero movies yeah and the kind of the early remember when like spider-man and like daredevil were being made oh yeah there was electra Electra, which was a bit of a snooze fest and catwoman which was obnoxious so and they were all bad and i think there was this narrative that well female superhero films just don't make money and it's like well maybe if you made a good one maybe those films weren't bad because there was a female superhero maybe they were bad because it was a shit movie they were shit and i can't here's a here's a strong statement is wonder woman one of the only iconic superhero female women superheroes who isn't a female version of a male superhero who isn't part of like a team or anything oh hold on you'll have to say that so like 
Who are the she's, other iconic? She's, she's on her own doing her thing rather than being like part of the Avengers or whatever. Yeah, like 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 if you think of like iconic male hero or just superheroes like Spider Man and Batman and Superman. Yeah, I think she's the only female hero that really stands shoulder to shoulder with them and and her like in in terms of icon iconic. You could maybe say Catwoman, Catwoman being like an anti-hero. Yeah, she certainly is famous, but I think you can't talk about Catwoman without thinking of Batman. Hmm. I think in modern times you could say Harley Quinn has become yeah. iconic, but even still, here she's not really a hero. And I'm not sure iconic is the right word. I, mean, I, I think her her imagery and stuff, and like you'd see Harley Quinn everywhere, but she's not your typical hero. She's more of a, a villain, or at best, an anti-hero. And again, she's kind of a female version of the Joker who is himself a, ba- a, a bad yeah, guy of think, Batman you think Harley Quinn you, you think Joker I suppose so I mean you kind of yeah maybe not I mean Wonder Woman's in the same world as Batman I was, I would kind of say because of the DC universe and because Wonder Woman was introduced in Batman versus Superman originally now you kind of say now you kind of think Wonder Woman and you think of that movie Batman versus Superman initially and then you go, obviously she's had her own movie. Yeah, but like, our nanas wouldn't have heard of Harley Quinn. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting benchmark. But our like, nanas wouldn't have heard of them. But I would say like, before this film and before Batman vs. Superman, pretty much everybody knew who Wonder Woman was. Yeah, probably. Um, and you could pick out, like if you saw her... Because she had the 1960 TV show. That probably does have a big thing to do with it, yeah. Well, did, I mean, well, Harley Quinn, you'd only know Harley Quinn if you were into the comics. I, I think mean, my Mary, nans weren't into the, well, not my, my nan wasn't into the comics <laughs> anyway. But she would have liked, she would have known of Batman and Superman because they had TV shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my aunt was obsessed with the 1960s Batman. Yeah, I wouldn't, they never, I mean, I guess that was the same era, but I don't think. Can I just say, I'm really glad we're onto superhero movies and we're past Season of the Witch. <laughs> you suggested doing a second Season of the Witch. Yeah, because we can get some better movies. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like Harley Quinn is now part of pop culture. Like she is, people, she yeah. is she's a household name now. I didn't really watch Birds of Prey and I don't, Suicide Squad I wasn't too keen on. So she doesn't really, she isn't in my psyche, but maybe she's in the, the broader. She w- like, I, th- I feel like if you go to a Comic Con or like there is a lot of Harley Quinn cosplay. Oh, well, she's kind of, she looks cool. Like she's, yeah, she's fun to dress up as, I'm sure. And, I, and she has a fairly iconic image and a fairly, and, and, a, and a accent. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Harley Quinn was, uh, wasn't in the comics first. Harley Quinn was first introduced in the 90s cartoon. Oh, the, that was, I used to love that cartoon actually. Yeah, um, it was one of the few times that she like a, a, car, a character originated in a cartoon and was brought into the comics as opposed to the other way. Speaking of the '90s cartoon, Mark Hamill played the Joker, voice of the Joker for yeah. decades. Uh, I recently watched all the Star Wars movies, and I was just going to say, you're looking at me very confused. Yeah, I'm like, where? Okay, <laughs> this is the, we're talking about superheroes, Batman in this cartoon. <laughs> Mark Hamill's in that, and I watched those films. What I was going to say was, going back to uh, the female-led superhero movies, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not the female leads who are the problem, after watching, and you made this point the other day, after watching the original, sorry, episode one, two, and three of Star Wars, I've concluded 
that direction is everything because you in that in those movies you had really good actors an okay story and the direction was shite you're talking about the the original the, 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 the original prequel trilogy yeah episode one two and three yeah okay particularly natalie portman who was a good actress and she was Oscar in one but she was fucking shocking in those movies yeah, I think those films are terrible. Directed poor, poorly. Yeah. Yes, that's your thesis statement. Direction turns yeah, out important. Also, you know, script yeah. and... Well, I don't think the script was necessarily oh, awful. Oh, the dialogue is very stilted in those films. Well, that's anyway. true, yeah. Anyway. Is George Lucas, the, you know, as successful as he is. Yeah. Uh, back to uh, superheroes and female kind of led super films this film took years to get off the ground and this there have been talks about a wonder woman film for like 20 odd years and superhero films when i guess superman was a big film in the 80s right was that 80s yeah or was it 70s was it 70s yeah. but um and then batman i guess in the in the 80, 89 80s, and, and then 90s but it didn't neither of them really made superhero films big and i feel like it was really the noughties where when when x-men came out and when the spider-man the original spider-man trilogy and then you then that's when you started getting even smaller little films like even the green lantern film with ryan reynolds the electra film did you ever see that uh, i don't think it's all Electra. no it's a bit of a snooze fest yeah. um and, uh, and obviously wonder woman was in the in the ranks being like okay this is a film uh, this is a we'll get yeah this is a character um and i, I get and there was a lot of names and then Joss Whedon actually was signed on to and I remember this being being in the news and like not in the news like the in the the Twitter sphere or whatever yeah well, this is before Twitter but you know in, in your Empire magazines and stuff it was all like you know it's been signed on and it was a kind of a big deal and Angelina Jolie was just hot off Tomb Raider oh, so he was so like yes yeah, so yeah we're talking like 2001 here 2002 and she was in talk for it. And, like, that would have been perfect casting. I mean, Julie Jolie in, in her uh, early 2000s would have been perfect. Wouldn't it be, like, though, looking back, maybe the whole whitewashing? I don't know. Well, I mean, Gal Gadot is white. Ah, oh, she's white. <laughs> she's she's kind of foreign. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then... She's She's Israeli. And anyway, okay. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, Wonder Woman's meant to be Greek, so like, whatever. Anyway, uh, I, anyway, I think this is also two thousand and one. I don't think we're thinking about that. And then, but there were there were other actresses like really vying for it because it was such a coveted role. Uh, so Sarah Michelle Gellar was also. This would have been uh, post Buffy, and she was trying to launch into films. And also Joss Whedon was yeah, the connection yeah. there. Charisma Carpenter was majorly. Um, campaigning for it who would have been not big she would have been Cordelia and Buffy yeah, an angel yeah, yeah. like she's actually she's probably older than the rest of them isn't she? she's quite old yeah, well, uh, but she, she, then perhaps but she has an elixir she literally hasn't aged oh, a day yeah, yeah. hasn't she's aged incredible. a day uh, and I think ha- had that film gotten made I, th- I actually think for the character of Wonder Woman it's better that it wasn't oh yeah I was just going to say I feel early 2000s Joss Whedon with no constraints or direction could have been awful for Wonder it would have been like quirky wonder woman isn't yeah. a quirky character. it would have been kind of if if sarah michelle gather or charisma carpenter had got it i think megan fox was in the line if a few years later megan fox kind of got talked about 
it would have been a quirky and she would have been all sassy and that's not who yeah, the character that, is. That kind of typical Joss Whedon humor would have been in it. Yeah. And I feel that Angelina Jolie had got it and I think same for Megan Fox then because this is one thing I love about Gal Gadot in this film. I feel like Angelina would be imposing for a fashion magazine yeah. constantly, as would probably Megan Fox. Not cracking a smile or a, you know, no. just pouting her way through it. Yeah, and I think I, the success of this film, because I, I loved this film, you like it too. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think also Kieran, who's a regular listener of the podcast, get on that shit. You haven't watched this yet, and it's been out for three years. Anyway, four years. And you you, you bought one of the mics. <laughs> Didn't care. Oh, yeah, I sure. mentioned that back in in August when he actually got the bike for us. <laughs> <laughs> he gets loads mentioned on this. He's always listening for for an odd. What, so he hasn't seen the film. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you said he hasn't listened to the podcast. But hang on. I lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah. I think one of the the triumphs of this film is that the character of Diana. It, there is this. I would even almost say like slightly innocent purity to her, where mm. she just wants to do the right thing. And it kind of reminds me of Christopher Reeve's Superman. You know the scene where she like gets up in the trenches, yeah. And she's like, and like, and like at the, at the beforehand, she's kind of argued with Steve, but he's like, "Look, this is my world. I, 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 I want you can do an amazing job helping, but look, just you have to trust me and navigate it." And at this point, she's just like, "No, no, I have to do it," and she does it. And there's this real heroic quality that I was kind of thinking. There's not that kind of pure, I'm a hero and I'm going to do the right thing. You don't actually see that in, ironically, you don't see that in that many superhero films. I think maybe Captain America and maybe the Superman. Well, yeah, I mean, and I suppose it's probably good script writing, I suppose, because those people have lived and grown up in the world, whereas she is coming from a much more isolated idealistic society yeah yeah and has no clue about what's going on on in the world there's no clue about guns or you know weapons of the time or anything like that and has spent her whole childhood and adolescence training to be a fighter for righteousness so when she sees injustices she's just like hey that's not right i'm gonna fight against that yeah yeah. Yeah. So she sees the world incredibly black or white, while Steve is like, no, it's much more complicated than that. But in this instance, she he was like, but what can I do? <laughs> what can we do? And she's like, I'm fucking Wonder Woman. I'm going to do it. And then that was a success for her. Well, then later on in the story, where when she just, she's convinced that it's Lud- Ludwig, she's convinced he's Aries. She's just yeah. convinced it. And then. He's and then your Chris is like, no, this is or Steve Trevor's like, no, this is not the right thing, and then she's wrong. So it is the film is, isn't like saying, oh, yeah, she's right all the time. Yeah. It, it allowed her to fail, it allowed but that's not interesting. If there, and it's kind of the problem that we've discussed before with Superman is that he's just invincible. You know, it's you need character flaw, you need to be wrong, yeah, in order to be a fully rounded, absolutely, character. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do think that. I am never wrong, so therefore I, <laughs> I don't really relate. But there is an element with with when you write with, with audiences and, and female characters that that uh, that studios think that we won't like a female character unless she is absolutely perfect. So then we get a character like like Tony Stark, who is inc- 
incredibly flawed character and selfish and stuff but like the studio trusts us to be like no he's charismatic and we know his heart's in the right place so we can we can follow (laughs) him he's one of the lads but we can we can the the studio trusts the audience to like forgive his flaws and then yeah and loads of films that have male characters that are completely flawed arseholes i feel a lot of the time uh, with female characters they add they they have to be completely competent they have to be completely intelligent the smartest person in the room the sexiest person in the room because the studio is like oh if they're not perfect well then the studio the, the audience will like be like yeah, oh it's, stu- probably, it's still a, it's still a remnants of chauvinism probably um oh absolutely where they're like well if they're not the prettiest the guys aren't going to come to watch the movie you know and all this kind of stuff I, I think it's beautiful. She's a bimbo. They're not. Going yeah. To so with 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 Diana in this film, they allowed her to be naive and to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and then she got past them. Therefore, she's infinitely more interesting than the Angelina Jolie character that I imagine they would have done, where she's just totally perfect. Yes. She's like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. Um, I, that's just so less interesting. I am possible. You know, that probably comes from. Uh, not only the script but the fact that it was a female director as well yes I think it's really important that this film was made by a female director yeah yeah, it never not one point does it feel you know a quote unquote girl parody no Um, and I actually we're just launching into the movie here we're (laughs) We're excited about this one one of the points I was going to make later on when we were doing our scenes by scenes was that she's also allowed, you know, I would imagine, I could just imagine if John Wiener, whoever got their hands on this, she'd be a really girly girl or this, you know, or, you know, she would be feminized uh, to the the hilt. Whereas what Patty Jenkins was able to do was say, okay, she's a strong warrior, but she's also feminine and has a maternal instinct, like with the whole baby scene. And she's, you know, fully realized fully yeah. Around, yeah 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 you know she's not a she's not this you know butch male kind of woman who's going around kicking ass she's a a strong person uh who retains her femininity but isn't objectified for it there you go which is <laughs> uh well, my thesis statement say this one you need to say something there Paul. <laughs> Well, before you do that, right, I'm okay. going to tell people what they're listening to. Uh, you guys are listening to Silver Screamers. Silver Screamers is our film podcast where we pick a theme or a genre and dissect four films in that theme or genre from different decades. And this week we are covering Wonder Woman! Boom, 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 ba-doom, boom, ba-doom, boom. In our superhero series. Is it superhero series or is it... Yeah, superhero series. Not Marvel super... No, clearly not. <laughs> superhero series. So when I was about, uh, I was in first year in school, so I guess I was about 12, and I had always read comics like The Beano and The Dandy and stuff. Mine was Sonic. And, um, but it was my friend's birthday uh, in secondary school, and his father, um, if we stayed over in his house, and then the next day his dad was like, okay guys, today I'm going to bring you guys to Forbidden Planet, and uh, you can each buy one comic, and that will be like a fun thing a to do. Yeah. yeah. And I went into Forbidden Planet, and like, this is got this is probably nineteen ninety nine. Like this is before the X Men film. This is mm. before thirteen year old. Paul. I was younger than thirteen. I think I was mm. maybe twelve. I think actually this could have been my friend's twelfth birthday, which would have put me at eleven. So I just walked into this comic shop, and I was like, oh. 
this is where I belong. This is this, this is, is where my I belong. Kind of shop. This is my people. And like even to this <laughs> even to this day, like if we're if we're like traveling to a city, we pass a comic book, Connor, you're like, oh no, because I'm like, and, uh, I wonder if they'll have different comics in here. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> no, they have the same ones in different languages. Anyway, go on. My friends, anyway, I think they got Spider Man or X Men or something. I don't know what they got. But I was looking around and I just saw this Wonder Woman comic, and I was kind of I don't know why because she was. Back then, they hadn't really. I feel like in newer, it's it's more of a new thing that they've they've made her more of like a Xena warrior princess thing with a sword and a shield. Mm. Back then, she she wore the traditional swimsuit costume okay. that she would have worn in the sixties, and her only weapon was a rope. But for whatever reason, this comic, which was issued like eight hundred and ninety, it wasn't even like an issue one or anything. It was just like oh, <laughs> by me, and I was like, I'm gonna get made fun of if I buy this. But I was like, I want it. That's the one I want. Well, fair so, play to so you I, for buying it. I, I probably would have given in to the shame. I bought it, and it was such. It was such. I remember it so well. It was, so, and it was such a good comic to start off with because even though it was eight hundred and something, it was a new artist and it was a new writer, so it was kind of starting off a new journey and and stuff. And she was kind of deciding what her new mission was going to be, and I just loved it. And I did get slagged, but I didn't care. And I don't know why, but there was just something that really drew me to the character and I collected her comic well, you're, you're often drawn to female superheroes and characters <laughs> yeah but like there was all your all the people you fight with in Mortal Kombat are all the women not Nightwolf <laughs> not Nightwolf sorry <laughs> not that one out of the ten that you use yeah no I know that but at the same time there was other like comics there like there was there would have been a Catwoman comic there would have been a Spider-Woman comic there would have been an Electra comic that would have been you know cooler but what I, for whatever reason I just thought there was something Something I can't, something drew me to this comic, and I collected her for for years. And I and I also think maybe the whole the Greek mythos. I think back, I would have pretty, yeah, yeah, known all the Greek that, mythology. Yeah. But 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 when I picked up this comic, I hadn't got a clue that Wonder Woman was a. Uh, so you wouldn't have seen her on the. Would you have seen her on the TV? I, I would have had very vague memories, but the, I, all I remembered is that she twirled, which I approved of. <laughs> but that was the and only. She flew, didn't she? Yes. Which not not on the TV show. So in the comics, she always could fly. But obviously, when the show came out in the in the seventies, it was the show came out to kind of to uh, be a rival for the Bionic Woman. The Bionic Woman had been oh, this yeah. hugely popular show, and uh, and the, and then they made Wonder Woman. And no, she couldn't fly. They couldn't. They didn't afford it. But she could always fly in the comics. But they decided not to make her fly in this film. And I actually think. It works. I think sometimes a flying character without rockets or something looks a bit silly. Well, she can fall with style. She can jump really high. Well, but when she defeats Ares at the end, she is kind of floating down. Yeah, I guess like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. And we'll maybe get to the, the end of the movie at the end of the podcast. But um, yeah, do you want to do uh, your two minutes? Yeah, it's, it's my you? turn, right? It's your turn, of course. Okay. Uh, for, and it's, it's, it's right that you should do this one because... I don't know though, but because what I love about this film is her and Steve and the Amazons. I think the story is kind of superfluous, but whatever. I don't, you know, I, don't, I think the plot is fine. What? What do you mean superfluous? I think the it's like the Adams Family film. Like everybody remembers it because Morticia and Wednesday and uh, Joan Cusack being amazing, and then Uncle Fester, and then anyone. If you're like, what's the story? Everyone's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. So this well, is like that. I think the yeah. story is whatever. It's an interesting um, origin story because 
One problem I find with superhero movies up until Marvel and their sort of plan was every time there was a new director, you know, they'd make a few movies and then they'd wait a while and every feckin' time you'd get, and here's the origin of, you know, Batman for the 13th time. Yeah, Martha Wayne's pearls breaking. How many times have we seen that? God almighty, you know. Even in films that aren't his origin, he has, like, flashbacks to it. <laughs> like, Batman and Superman, where you'd be Superman, well, that wasn't his origin. But yeah, they were like, yeah. oh, no, no, we must, we have to include that, yeah. Well, there was some thing that their mothers had the same name at the end, which, and, oh, and, yeah. you know, but anyway. But Wonder Woman had already been introduced, and um, Batman, or Bruce Wayne, ended up doing research on her, and then gave her this, which reminded her of her first mission <laughs> yes let me think back to my first mission yeah. uh, <laughs> diana you haven't so, done any work today <laughs> so it was, i mean it was a good way of yeah of doing an origin story it's also it's, a different way. it's also not an origin story where someone gets their powers and then they like there's a montage of them testing their powers like yeah, it's yeah. it's a more interesting origin just the to, to, to you know just the actual story is more interesting yeah okay okay Okay. Um, again, I think well, you one of the good things when Spider-Man went over to Marvel was we had seen Tobey Maguire, we had seen fucking Andrew Garfield, and they just said, he's got the powers. You don't need an origin story. We're you just, know, guys, you know. It. You, you know what's going on. You know what, yeah. yeah. We, and Uncle Ben, he's dead. You know that, right? Yeah. Cool. Great power, great responsibility. Yeah, all that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am going to need you to just maybe in 30 second bursts tell me how I'm doing. Because I feel like I could go on tangents on this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Biscotti, 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 biscotti. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So we got this island called Tem- Temiskira, and it's all ladies called the Amazons, and they've been there for a long time, and the, the gods put them there for some reason. And there's a little girl, Diana, and she's cute. She's oh, she's so cute. She's punching the air, and everyone talks like Gal Gadot. They were like, okay, she's a, uh, the main character is uh, actress is Israeli, so everyone Israeli accents. Everyone. So the little girl is who would wield it, and she's all like, oh, that's a weapon that will kill a god. Grand. About uh, an uh, unknown amount of time later, um, a handsome Steve Trevor guy arrives and he's been chased by the pre-Nazis, I guess, or not Nazis, the Germans. The Germans. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then uh, uh, then uh, Wonder Woman becomes the Little Mermaid and saves him. And then uh, and he's like, oh, they're bad guys. And then they like kill all her friends. And Robin Wright is like fucking amazing. Oh my god, Robin Wright in this film. I don't know why they killed her. That was oh, yeah, we need terrible. To get we need to get and then anyway, so they the the, the, the Amazons defeat the, the Germans and then. They're like, oh, hey, you, you're a man, and he's like, there's a war going on, and Diana is like, we have to save the war, and they're like, you're not allowed to leave. It and must then, be Ares. Yeah, it must be Ares because Ares is the god of war, and that, and he wants to destroy the world. And then Diana's like, oh, we have to go, we have to go. Uh, so, so then her and Steve get on a boat. The next day they're in London. I guess it was off the coast of London. Yeah. Uh, and then th- he brings her around, and then they get uh, a team of guys who are awesome. Can't wait to talk about them. And they go to Belgium. Somewhere like that, yeah. Somewhere like that. The trenches. And then they, they really show the ravages of war. And then there's like a woman be like, please save me. And then your woman, Diana's like, I have to save them. And Steve's like, no, you can't. She's like, I will. And then she comes out and she kicks ass and they take back this village. And everything's amazing. And then there's a like a ball in the next village. That's weird. And then she kidnaps a woman, takes off her dress. I guess that woman is in the woods tied up yeah, naked yeah. or something. Uh, she's at the ball. She's going to kill him. Then Steve Trapper's like, don't do that. We need to do this. And then she's like, I have to. And then she has a fight with him. And 
and then she, she, he, she's like, oh, I am Diana, princess of the, 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 the Amazons. I will kill you. And she kills him. But, then, but the war is still going on, Connor. The war is no! still going on. So Diana's like, what, what is happening? I do not understand. And then it turns out that someone like that she met earlier on, who was like a throwaway character, but that was played by an actor that we all know. So we're probably like, he's probably going to come. Uh, it's Lupin. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I'll look it up later. He's like, oh, I'm Aries. I wanted you to come here it's for some reason. Me. It's me. So they have a big fight. At this point, the film that was like a good eight and a half out of ten becomes like a five out of ten. And they just have this big battle. She defeats him. And then... They people do help each other, but she's like, "Oh, men are good and they're bad. It's fine." And then Steve, oh, Steve dies. He he sacrifices himself. Gas goes everywhere. No, it doesn't go everywhere because he sacrificed himself. She then is sad and she gets a job in the Louvre, and I guess she works there for like the next a hundred years or so. And people are like, "That Diana, she is aging very well." And I guess. And I know it's finished now. This is more me moving into the podcast section. I guess she didn't fight as a superhero for like a hundred years, but now she now that like she helped Batman and Superman because they don't know who she is, right? So she's yeah, like maybe she was a bit more covert until Batman and Superman did like little missions and stuff. Maybe she maybe was. I guess here we haven't Connor and I haven't watched 1984 yet. One oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that answers that question. You want you, do, you want to watch it in the cinema? I just really I'm pretty it. sure it's not going to be there by the time lockdown ends. But whatever. I mean, Tenant was still in Tenant was still in the cinema in December. There's no. There's no um, there's no sight of this lockdown ending anytime soon. I don't know, maybe. But like, my point being like, the first I, week... You see, I don't think they... Because they released it, and I think it was one of the only films they released both in the cinema and on Sky, I think most people will just watch it on Sky and then they won't go to the cinema and so they'll get rid of it out of the cinema and they'll just get the next thing. But when the, when the, the cinemas do open, uh, whenever that might be, there isn't going to be any big new releases. So they'll probably, at least for the first week, they will just play the films that they had. Like, don't forget, they only just got Wonder Woman when they had lockdown. Anyway, look, look. I know, but they have to keep paying for renting the license. I don't know. Anyway, look, we'll see. Wonder Woman will be delighted to get played in the cinema. (coughs) Uh, Anyway, I guess we'll find that out. The point is, we haven't seen it. No, we haven't seen it. So so (laughs) you, you guys might be like going... Oh no, she did this. They explained, they, they explained that in April. We don't know. Well, obviously, she did have an adventure in 1984 because there's a movie about it. So there you go. Uh, but obviously, it wasn't high profile enough that like it got the news. So that when Batman and Superman saw her in 2020, they were like, "Oh, that's that chick from 1984." Huh. Oh, oh. And it's not like her costume like is exactly. You're not going to remember. That. Why is he going to remember that chick from 35 years ago? No, but I mean, I imagine if there was a big battle that's somewhere in the 80s, person, and then this like like beautiful woman wearing a like a American flagged Greek dress fought some cheetah lady it would be a pretty big deal oh yeah that's the cheetah one with that Kristen wig yeah anyway it doesn't matter which is an odd choice I think you like Batman versus Superman don't you um yeah did you I thought it was well I kind of liked it up to a point I mean it has the same problem that all Marvel has where Marvel or sorry DC has where they go oh we're getting our asses handed to us oh oh super oh right superman oh right there we kicked our ass we're, we're done um, well, superman didn't rush in well, no one came to save the day in that film ultimately i think it's mo- no superman ultimately saves the, the day well yeah but like 
He was Wonder Woman. Actually, just kind of Wonder Woman doesn't actually save anything. She's involved in the fight, but she doesn't actually defeat anything or anything. She like is pivotal in helping them. Yeah, <laughs> she helps them. I guess. I think that film is kind of weak, uh, and I think Diana is by far the most interesting part about it. Maybe she's the most interesting part because she's got a small part and she was a reincarnation of Wonder Woman that we hadn't seen for 50 years and we knew that there was a movie coming down the track. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, she's, I, think, I just think Gal Gadot has such good screen presence. I thought she had good chemistry with Ben like Affleck as well. Her first movie, she knocked it out of the park. It wasn't her first movie. She was in, the, she was in Fast and Furious, one of them. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, no, ah, you fast and furious. You just sit in a car and scream, and that's no. She had like a pivotal, like a fairly big role. She was a marksman woman. I think. Well, I mean, my point is going from because she was a model, wasn't she? Yeah, going from that into acting, she's doing yeah, a good yeah. job transitioning. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and when she was, I had no idea who she was when she was cast. And when Batman and Superman was kind of in the early stages, they released a photograph of her in costume, and. I remember being like, wow, she is very slight. Uh, like, in my head, Wonder Woman was this... I always, I always thought Lucy Lawless would have been a great Wonder Woman who played Xena. Oh, yeah. And I just... I, I always pictured her very, like a very kind of muscular character, yeah. And it took me a while to kind of warm to Gal Gadot's casting, but when I saw her in Batman v Superman, I just thought she had this presence that I loved. <laughs> yes. Oh, in your this is what I meant to say. In your synopsis, good synopsis by the way. Thank you. But you didn't mention like the poison and the Mrs. Poison or whatever. Doctor Poison. Doctor Poison. Yeah, I mean, I th- like I kind of said this earlier. I think the plot of this is kind of secondary to just Steve and Diana being and and the Amazons just being really fun. I think it's kind of random hijinks just. To, and that's fine. I think you could say that about half the Marvel films. It's World War One, but I mean the the whole. No, I know, but what? Yeah, I know. Like random hijinks. I'm not saying World War One was random hijinks, <laughs> but I mean all the stuff with Ludorf and the gas and all, all that. All that stuff is just sort of misdirection to. Yeah. So you think it's him being Ares, but it's actually the other fella. Yeah. Like all that stuff is kind of irrelevant. Yeah. The only relevance is it's misdirection, and Steve, whatever his name is, dies. Yeah. <laughs> what did you what did you say in your synopsis was it some random people or something and it was like it's the Germans <laughs> well, I don't know when did but I say you that? said something like at the start you, you, when, uh, you were like no I said like pre-Nazis the pre-Nazis <laughs> the pre-Nazis it's just the Germans well they were like I mean it's kind of one of these things where if you want to have like bad guys just give them German accents and nobody will feel bad that they're being killed well it was it was World War I, I suppose <laughs> Which I actually said I must read up on that because I'm not entirely clear about what happened there. I don't think the, I don't think there was many Amazons involved. Mm. All right, oh, so World War One was all the royals falling out, all Victoria Queen Victoria's like descendants falling out with each other. Oh, I, I heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I here. Okay, so okay, a few questions. First of all, let's talk about Themyscira. Okay, it just looks off the coast of the UK. Yes. And I guess they have some sort of climate filter. Yeah. And I guess... There's some sort of a shield cloggy device thing. Yeah, because... Well, it's not a shield, because... Well, no. Yeah. So, are we to believe then it's just 
it's just like for thousands of years it's just people haven't gone through that patch of sea until that day yeah Maybe or it's, did maybe did, it's in a particularly rough part of the sea where you probably wouldn't go because when they when you go out and see the Germans coming in their boats, it looks like a pretty nasty. Place. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. So if that's the case. Okay, <laughs> so I actually think the whole Aries storyline, and I I I, I want to express I don't care about the plot of this film. That's not what I'm here for. But that's what we're going to talk about. The, I think the whole Aries plot. This could almost be my thesis statement, but whatever is rubbish. Okay. Because, because what if did did Ares orchestrate Diana leaving the island? Because how if there hasn't been people going there for you know thousands of years, it's a, a huge coincidence then that oh the one time Ares is kind of orchestrating the end of the world. Well, it just so happens that one of the soldiers from this lures Diana out to the world to stop Ares. Yeah, I mean. Or did he want Diana to come? Did he want Diana to no, come? I think it was just random coincidence that your man stole the plane and he got shot down and happened to, you know, go in this part of the world where you probably wouldn't go if you had a choice because it's not a very pleasant place. Okay, so that's just a coincidence, right? Okay, oh, we'll come back to the Themyscira in a minute because now that I'm just talking about Ares. Okay. Um, okay, so Ares is this high commander of the UK army. Uh, the allied yeah okay yeah. yeah so i don't know does he have like a wife was he like was he like born a little boy that was like had the spirit of aries and did he like go to school and stuff or did he literally just come to earth one day and be like oh i'll just make everyone believe i was here all along okay that's that's you know jeez ah, i mean okay well well okay so maybe he maybe he uh turned up as a young man and uh you know got in with the politicians and uh, i don't know whatever enrolled in the army and worked his way up and then he got like really powerful i don't know okay okay that's that's my second kind of that's uh, that's funny okay fair enough uh and if that's or maybe maybe there was that guy with his face who he killed and then just took his face yeah that's that's i like that that's better that's better if that's the case then Okay, fine. Well, I don't think that is the case actually, because he show it. So it shows him when Zeus killed him, and it's still got what's that actor's name? I should know that. Uh, well, that's the ca- another <laughs> character he played in a different film. Uh, that is David Thulis. David Thulis, who he was in Dragonheart. Did you ever see Dragonheart? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I think it's him. Yeah, he pops him. up in a lot. He of is. Yes, he's got. He's he's in a lot of stuff. I always thought he was too old for Lupin, personally. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, so he fine. Okay, that's fair enough. Why does he? Why does he want Diana? So Diana, the God Killer, yeah, turns up with Steve, fairly competent, yeah, yeah, and they get their little team together. Love them. Can't wait to talk about them. Yeah. And then they're like told by all the all the men, no, you can't go. And I would have thought Ares is like. Phew, the people to stop the war are like, oh. but no, he he gives them money to go to go there. So I, I, when I first watched this, when I was thinking back, I was like, oh, I wonder, was this gas bomb going to kill all the English and Americans, all the the good guys, quote unquote? Uh, 
Therefore, the war would end, and Ares doesn't want the war to end. He wants it to keep on going, keep on going. So I would have liked him to be like, oh, I don't want the bad, the the poison people to wipe out all because that would end the war. You know, the way he wants the war just to keep on going. So he wants Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor to go and keep the stop that so the war just keeps on going indefinitely. Yeah, he wanted them to go to fuck up the armistice and... And keep the war going. They never said that. He just kind of turns up and he's like, I don't make people do evil things. I just suggest them and they do them themselves. And and then, and then the film just becomes Transformers. That would have been, I I liked the idea that Diana was like, crap, all this stuff I've been doing has actually been contributing. Mm. I should be a diplomat, not a warrior. (laughs) It would have been good, I suppose, if, you know, Ares can whisper to people that he was also whispering to Diana or something. Like yes. That. Um, and then she realizes and goes, damn. But no, I think like he's he's trying to manipulate the situation. He he does say at one point, you know, the little kind of uh, secretary woman is uh, on yeah, the phone uh, and she, he's like, under no circumstances are you to go to that ball, right? Because... I reverse psychology well, no I think no because oh, okay. I think he's hung up before because he doesn't want because he knows that your man is going to send out the bomb with the gas and kill people which will then end the peace treaty which will then lead to more war you know so he's like don't go there but then they go anyway so I do think he's like he's, he is doing things to try and continue the war <laughs> I think that should I think I I I thought that was I thought that would have been more clever if he had been like actively not wanting the Germans to use this weapon because then that would have meant the Germans won and then it's not that he wants them to win he just wants the war to keep on going so and I think that would have been a nice realization for Diana to be like oh crap this is this isn't about him wanting the bad guys to win he doesn't want anyone to win. he just wants constant violence and well his ultimate goal is the eradication of people yeah yeah so I think uh, and like you know it's which I kind of feel like if you're Aries just do it yourself like you know I don't make people do it and whatever but he's no problem putting on the the whole garb and fighting Diana and blowing up a load of shit yeah, he clearly is quite powerful he's really powerful yeah 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 he could um, just be a god literally a, well, he is a god he could literally you know and Zeus is gone we've established he's dead right so is he dead I don't know they kind of just were like and then after he died well this is one of my questions because he because Diana ages normally until she is 20 or something yeah or I don't know 25 or however old Cal Gadot is so when you first see her Zeus just kind of created her six seven years ago Mm -hmm. so I don't think he's dead I think he's just kind of not interfering maybe as much or... Uh, did they not say when he died? It said he uh, used all of his power to uh, kill Ares. Or not kill Ares, but wound him and, you know, put him back in his box. But I don't think they say, oh, and then he died. Because then uh, Thingamajigger wouldn't be there. Well, where the feck is he then? Well, maybe he's just not interested. Absolutely. Maybe he's not bothered. <laughs> maybe in, in, funny in the comics that is actually her origin oh well I suppose actually this is probably it he Ares isn't trying to kill everybody that's probably it Ares isn't like killing everybody and going on a big rampage people are doing that 
under Aries' influence. So maybe he's not interfering because Aries himself isn't just obliterating everything. Hmm. Maybe. I, I think I don't think they thought about it. To be honest, there's been so DC are funny compared to Marvel. Marvel tend to have have their comics just keep on going in this one continuity and there's obviously plot holes because it has to be but they generally keep well well dc every 10 years dc kind of start from scratch so therefore it gets a bit muddy well that's maybe that's similar to their movies and, and what they've done with their movies well yeah but so therefore it can be hard to kind of say exactly what each character's origin stories are because sometimes they're vastly different but wonder woman for years was made out of clay that was a thing and then her mother um i can never pronounce her mother's name hippolata 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 Hippolyta. she like prayed to the gods and then they gave life to them, and that was diana uh but then in more in the when dc did a big rebrand about 10 years ago and uh, dc what was this dc what was it called doesn't matter anymore. and you found out that she was actually a bastard of zeus that uh, her mother either had an affair or was maybe raped by Zeus and she was a bastard and it was a kind of a fun storyline because in the Greek mythology Hera who's Zeus's wife she would try and murder all the bastards of Zeus that was oh, like yeah. so therefore she became this bad guy for uh, and, and stuff and I thought that was that was kind of cool uh, and then there was another comic where they kind of were like religions are actually created by their followers so if like so humankind created the the greek gods you know thousands of years ago and they were their belief was so strong that the gods became powerful and the more people that believed in them the more powerful they were but nowadays the greek gods are pretty much just useless they they still live up in athens and they do have the great right. crack but they're no power but they have uh, great crack <laughs> they do they have parties and stuff but they're not very powerful right. but um uh, heaven is very powerful and like angels are very powerful and stuff and uh, there's this other cult that 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 takes over that kills the greek gods and then they absorb all their followers which is like 20 but then they kill oh the my god in that situation like all the scientology thetans and all that kind of shit would it i know exist. yeah yeah it was but it was a cool coming I, I wonder now how it would go down because they actually they take over the hindu gods then and they had all like ganache and hanuman as uh, as like these characters three hindu gods yeah, and then they had their version of Wonder Woman. It was like a Hindu Wonder Woman, mm. um, and then they defeated them, and then they and then they fought heaven. And it was it was a cool comic story. <laughs> you did a little Bollywood dance when you said that no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, you were saying I don't know if the Amazons are immortal or that they just age really slowly because like or is it just her? Well, because Rob, because oh, no, Hippolyta, is yeah, she's clearly in her like fifties, and Robin Wright is in her fifties. Like but Hippolyta was back a thousand years ago fighting alongside Zeus. Yeah, but it's, maybe she was like in her like maybe she looked like Diana back then. Because you but don't. She's clearly a thousand years old or a thousand. Years yeah, old. but maybe they just aged like really, really slowly. So because yeah. like Diana is like obviously a lot young. Like it's not like they you know you would think if you're immortal you would stop aging at like thirty. Yeah. Um, and her sister Robin Wright obviously is the same she uh, she was around when yeah yeah yeah. so maybe well no I was going to say maybe it's a power of Themyscira but then Diana's like 90 now and she's grand so I don't know mind you Diana is half a god so she even if it wasn't for the Amazons is she half a god she was made out of clay no Zeus is her father but he made her out of clay like not no I think they don't they don't they didn't say it was sex it was sex but i think they're meant to be i think that was meant to be a nod to the comics that she finds out she's the daughter of zeus but she knows that from the start in and she says to steve trevor 
uh, I wasn't born. My Zeus made me out of clay for my mother. Yeah, but that's not necessarily being the daughter of Zeus. But if she's the daughter of Zeus, that makes that's why she gets her. That's why she's so powerful. Do you know who I think? And I and I think Connie Nielsen plays Hippolyta. Uh, Hippolyta. But do you know who? There was a little bit of talk, and they never even gave her an audition. But I think it would have been lovely is Linda Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have thought that would be yeah, really good. So, yeah. so just if you don't know, Linda Carter played Wonder Woman in the seventies, but she she looks amazing. She hasn't. Mm. She, she she's actually in Supergirl. I haven't watched Supergirl, but she's in it. Um, I haven't watched Supergirl. Flash. I just think that would have been such a nice nod, and she they probably well, she still acts. Maybe she maybe she maybe they, maybe DC didn't want to put her in the movie because she's in Supergirl or something. No, she got super. Super goes after Wonder Woman. Well, maybe she went knocking and said, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, sorry, we put you in Supergirl." Yeah, they actually wanted Nicole Kidman to play the part of it, and uh, she she wanted to do it, but she it clashed with something else, and then she ended up doing Aquaman. She played Aquaman's mother. Oh yeah. But Nicole Kidman looked nothing like Gal Gadot. I think uh, Linda Carter. Oh, did it. You didn't really have no, to I because guess. she was made out of clay, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> but she wasn't made out of clay. <laughs> Isn't it funny that they all put on accents because Gal Gadot? I love that so funny. They're like, okay, so we need an accent for this island. Gal Gadot, Israeli. So everyone, Israeli, Israeli. Just put Grand. on a politic Ooh, yeah. kind of accent. It'll be Even fun. the little girl <laughs> is like, who would wield it? <laughs> How cute is that little girl? Oh, I lo- she's just punching it. I saw this gorgeous poster when this film came out of a little girl about six or seven, and she was looking up at the poster for Wonder Woman with her face just gleeful, and it was just like, yeah. And like, this is such a great film for little girls. Yeah, I will be Wonder Woman. Yeah, and the Amazons, the way they're styled, and if you look at the Amazons, how they're styled in the Justice League of America, like it, you just see the difference when a when a woman is in charge compared, yeah. like in just as, I don't really remember them, but I remember reading that like they were like sexualized. And yeah, they were like you know babes that like ooh look at these island boots. babes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about Steve? Yeah, I thought. What do I think of Chris? Pratt. Not Chris Pratt. No, Chris, Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Of the four Chrises. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans. Yeah, the four Chrises. Three of them in Marvel, one in DC. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Pine. Uh, like Chris Pine, some kind of feel he just plays Chris Pine. He was the same kind of really? character as, in, as Kirk in Star Trek, I thought. But yeah. No, I think he's great. I think yeah, he's really he's good. good. I think Chris Evans has this real sweetheart quality. And Chris Hemsworth is hilarious. I think. I think Chris Pratt. I think we've. I think we're all. We've all kind of. I feel I've seen his stick name. Well, Chris. Chris Pratt. I think is hilarious as well in Guardians. Uh, but he does. He has a very definite stick. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that we know that he is part of this like really religious religion as well, like that, like disapproves of gay marriage and stuff. And I found that out. Of, not him personally, but like the religion he he uh, he like subscri- subscribes to is like super is conservative i don't know it's like one of these american religions and oh. uh, that kind of put me off a little bit i mean it's his own business it's his own business but it's just a but i feel like chris pratt is like i'm sorry chris pine is like the the most actor e of the chrises 
Yeah, I could see that. Sure. Yeah. No, I thought I thought I thought, he, no, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he's he's so much chemistry with Gal Gadot. Like their scene in the boat is that was very good. That, yeah. And their scene oh, in just come and sleep here. This room. Why did you, why did you just not sleep? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come and sleep there. Jeez, okay, fine, whatever. Just it's it's so well written. Their back and forth is brilliant. Even when she's like talking to him with the bats, that's such a, usually it's like the like she's kind of examining him. Yeah, it's it's kind of a slight role, role reversal. Patty Jenkins is like, "Ha, huh, how do you like yeah, it?" Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Would you say your average of your sex is <laughs> yeah. like above uh, above I average. average?" I would say that's probably true. Yeah, that is probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, again, he's still. Well, there's a whole kind of innuendo there as well. But I mean, yeah, of course. And then I like like he is he's still written of a man of his time like like he really respects diana he really respects her and everything but like he has seen a lot of shit like he's seen this like island of like immortal you know acrobatic superhero women Mm. who you know and and this magical island that can teleport your boat to london right all this stuff yeah he still refuses he like, whenever diana mentions aries he's like yeah 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 yeah. we'll, we'll sort it out we'll just give you a sword and it'll be grand it'll be grand he just will not accept like and this is coming from a woman who is like a superhero yeah i suppose i suppose you know okay he has to accept certain things but at the same time he's like well maybe it's just people being dickheads and maybe it's not some sort of the yeah. Greek god. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, because at the same time, you know, the, the the Greek god, like in in real life, I suppose, in his life, he would have heard of the Greek gods, and in his mind, that's all just stories. Made yeah, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah, and even, but he he's also a product of like, and I can, you know, the red tape. You know, this is the way his, his brain is wired to solve certain problems. You know, so. And then Diana is like, no, we have to do this. And he's like, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't save everybody. Uh, so I like like well, I mean, he, in that circumstance, in the trench, he was right. Because if they didn't have Diana, it would have been suicide too. But yeah, but they, they, yeah, but they did have Diana. Well, he didn't know that she was able to go out and just <laughs> deflect all the bullets. <laughs> uh, for a superhero film, this film does not shy away from the ravages of war like that scene that scene is yeah like it's really realistic in uh, well i mean it it deals with the the other sort of band of merry men that they have um it deals with shell shock and trauma and all that kind of stuff not to like a very detailed extent but you know there's elements of it there yes Um, yes and racism and and racism yes. yes but i kind of i i feel when you're dealing with a movie which is set in a world war and it's going to take uh, or or any war I suppose and it's going to have scenes of that war then you have to deal with it truthfully but respectfully Do you, I don't think that Captain America 1 dealt with World War 2 I, I wouldn't say it did it disrespectfully but I that was World War 2 as seen in the lens of a comic book film, which I guess this is too, yeah. but that that was that I didn't I think feel. Wonder Woman is probably and DC generally are probably grittier, but um, no, I do think I think it should. I think if they're if you're looking at, I suppose it depends on the, on the tone of the movie, but it should no. highlight if you're if you're using a war, a particular a pati- historical uh, yeah, war yeah. for context and for a scene and, and and exploiting that, I suppose for the movie's sake then I feel that you should 
you know, show the horrors of it and to be respectful of what people went through, I suppose. Hmm. Hey, let's talk about that little band. I don't remember any of their names. Okay, so say. we got, okay, okay. So we got Samir, who's um, the Asian guy Asian who, who wants to be an actor and just a very throwaway line just says, I wanted to be an actor, but I was the wrong, wrong colour. Color. Yeah. And, Diana, I, Diana doesn't really... I don't even know if she knows what that means because she wouldn't have even experienced racism before. Yeah. And then you got we got Charlie, who... Charlie is it's played by Atlanta. Ewan Bremner, who's... He uh, pops up. He was in Prometheus, I think, wasn't he? I would know him from Trainspotting. Oh, yeah. Um, he's the comedy writer, and he is suffering from post-traumatic yeah. stress. Uh, and then we have Chief, I thought actually, and it, there was one scene with him, which was very, very good, you know, where he's, he's having a nightmare and Diana goes over and is very, and says, you know, it's okay, it's okay, calm down. And he gets up and he's very, very masculine and he's like, ah, stop bothering me, woman. Or stop fussing yeah, over yeah, me yeah, or yeah. whatever. And his ego, I suppose, is kind of hurt and he's a bit, he's a bit ashamed. And it just rolls off her shoulders. She doesn't take, yeah. she knows it's not personal. Uh, and then, and then we have the chief. He's probably the character with the least amount of... Patty Jenkins was getting all these, <laughs> these kind of things. Well, there. well, she was kind of like, you profit from war. And he's like, yeah, that's, you know, my after my homeland was... And then Dan is like, who destroyed your homeland? And he, he nods to Chris and is like, you know, the Ameri- the white Americans. Bastard. No, but he, but that, it's just, it's all... So all of their little storylines are educational to Diana. Mm. Yeah, and they all respect her and she respects them and they work really well as a team. I feel like, even though they're not on screen for very much, I feel like all of them are well-rounded characters. Like, if you look at the first X-Men film, even, okay? Yeah. All of these characters are better written or have more depth than Storm or Cyclops in that first X-Men film, Mm. which is mental when you think about it. Yeah. And have more charisma and have more like honestly I would love just another another hour of them of Diana and another film about other adventures they just the, the five of them just going around doing little missions and she's their muscle and then the marksman and then the other just it's I do feel uh, that I wonder if they're in 19 are they in 1984 I mean they'd be no, ancient they'd be, <laughs> no, maybe there was time travel or something I don't know whatever well, they got Chris Pine back didn't they I think he's meant to be an hallucination oh. or something I don't know. Um, they don't do a lot, though. Really. Like, the guy, Scottish lad with the PTSD, takes a few shots and yeah. misses. And then Diana just kind of jumps up and, you know, basically blows up <laughs> blows up a building with her knee. And then he he becomes this you know there's this kind of weight off his shoulder and he's had his victory and he's starting to sing and then diana later is like oh, who will sing who will sing for us charlie so his only role then is do they do they, they have a little bit of a part to play at the end i suppose but but up to the up to the very end they don't really contribute anything to the fight well I don't think that's the purpose of the characters. Except the actor who gets him into the ball. Yeah, but I think the purpose of the characters is more to is more to introduce Diana to the world of men and to see that men are flawed and that they are charming and and when I say men I mean humans, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think their purpose is is to educate her rather than be like 
like useful because yeah at the end of the day Wonder Woman doesn't need like you know doesn't need ha- those guys helping mind you they do do like like Chris is able mm-hmm. to use um like he, he's he, they do teamwork and stuff and they're able to and she covers them and they, that gets them to the but that's but that's all beside the point the purpose of that character those characters are just for her to make you know bonds yeah. with people and stuff and I think it does it really well really really well and that action scene that's actually my favorite scene in the film for when she when she get that in uh, when she gets off from on the trenches and then into the village that all that scene like i mean the, the action scene at the end is trash and uh, i do like this the fight with ludorf ludorf ludendorf ludendorf just on that band of merry men if this had been a male director one of them would have been shutting her up the whole time i'd say yeah yeah um I think the actor fella does go, oh, I like her, but it's more of a kind of a respect. Yeah, they really respect a, her. Yeah. They really respect her. A, a leering kind of. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And Etty says and that too. I like her. I yeah. like her a lot. At the same with uh, Chris Pine. They did have a romance kind of. But, but, but it actually it, didn't. Um, it's not because she's so hot. It's because he's like, this woman is fucking amazing. She's yeah. so cool. They don't kiss her or anything, do they? Well, they did they not have sex that that night when they're like dancing oh, they and then sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. Oh, this film was so good. I love this film <laughs> until the last twenty minutes, fifteen. Um, normally, when we when we uh, watch a film, uh, Paul is very much like, okay, well, we now we have to record the podcast very soon afterwards, or we'll forget it and it won't be as good and whatever. But this one, we were like, oh, we know this movie is yeah. out. So well, I've only seen it twice. I think that might probably be my third time. Yeah, but I would I would watch this again like next week if you were like, do you want to watch one of them? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take up on that. Uh, you weren't I that would keen prob- on watching Star Wars. Um, again. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you just said Thunderbolt. I've seen Star Wars millions of times. Mm. I've seen the original trilogy probably six times and I've seen... Yes. Mm. And I've seen the sequel, the prequels once probably maybe some probably twice actually and i never need to ever see them again uh, and i have seen the new ones i think twice each and that's fine and maybe in another year or two i'll watch them but yeah i've seen rogue one twice as well i've seen them a lot anyway um the little secretary one she's great edit candy yeah she's in sabrina the new series of sabrina that, yeah she plays hilda Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. She's she's kind of the comedy relief, and um, but it's and there's like a there's like a, a makeover montage, yeah, yeah, but which is a bit cliche, but it's fine. No, I thought it was really good because you know they she's Diana's turned up in London in the 1910s and has this war, Xena warrior princess outfit on, so they're bringing her to to try on all these poofy dresses and she's like how do your women fight in these things and and then ends up finding a very respectable tweed feminine suit thing which looks and 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 uh, chris pine goes maybe glasses and she's like oh yes because now she doesn't look like the attractive <laughs> person you've ever seen in your life that i think that's kind of a nod to the 70s show because linda carter's take on wonder woman was more your traditional superman or batman where Diana Prince was this lady who wore like glasses, and then yeah. I think I do think Steve Trevor was in the army, but I think she might she might have been his secretary alongside Etta Candy, and then there would be they would be attacked by someone, and then she'd get pushed out a window, and then 
two seconds later, this woman who was clearly her, just not wearing glasses, would come in and, th- you know, the fight scenes there was just like a lot of throwing. <laughs> and and everyone would be like, who was that woman? And it was like, well, it's clearly Diana. <laughs> she just took her glasses off. Anyway. Um, who else do we need to talk about? We kind of talked about Aries and... I don't know what the story is with 84 because we haven't seen it and but I do, there, there will be another 101 film and I, I think 84 has gotten mixed reviews but there will be another one it's too big a it's too big a franchise to fail and th- this is another thing that excited me so I'm so, I'm kind of going into the macro rather than the micro here is that f- for so long these f- uh, female led action films would be kind of do mediocre and then people were like, oh, that's it. The, the, the women cannot Holy lead. Women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like how many, like like Iron Man 2. I personally don't hate Iron Man 2, but it's it was panned. But nobody Man. ever was like, that's the end of Iron Man. We can't have Iron Man in any more Avengers films. No, it was fine. Thor got two shite films before he got one decent one. Yeah. So if one, 1984... I don't think his first two were shite, but anyway. I think they're pretty bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if 1984 isn't that great, it's fine. It's, it's it's she's allowed to have a mediocre film. Yeah. She had the fact that this film is so good will almost that there is now a good Wonder Woman film. I think that Why is this is eighty four not getting the sort of same well critique. Well, at first the, the early reviews were positive, and then they were kind of mixed. And then I think a lot of it was a bit of a fan backlash. I don't I don't know. I, I haven't read them because I don't want them to be spoiled. But no, it hasn't been. Hasn't now been there seems to be a backlash to the backlash where people are being like. Oh. It, it's God, it's fine. It. Stop it. It's not that Just bad. See what if you like it, great. If you don't, fine. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is one thing though that about this film that I I just hate. Apps. I just think it's, it's and when it happened, I was so disappointed. What's that? It's the end. The end. The big battle. It's terrible. Ooh, it's not got a good score on IMDb. What has it got? Five point four. DC. And we we spoke about this. DC do the same fucking thing every fucking movie. It's where you have all this build up to a big bad and then there's just a load of lights flashing around the place and it's a big explosions and nobody's getting hurt until the end when for some reason the hero seems to overpower. Um, yeah, it's it's the same. It was the same Batman versus Superman. It was the same with all Superman movies. It's just it's. It was kind of Justice League as well, wasn't it? Justice League. Yes, in until that Superman came in and saved the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like the Marvel films always end in a big action, but there is a difference. The Marvel, the Marvel action scenes don't have a lot of kind of flashing explosion big explosions that's what they're all about in dc big mm. massive explosions the camera zooming out oh look at that big massive explosion but then superman or wonder woman is grand and the enemy is grand and yeah uh, whereas in marvel normally the bad guy is winning the good guy gets some strength they get back they come back and there's other things happening at the same time yeah and they outsmart the villain in some way. Yeah, there's some payoff. There's some something that happened earlier on in the story is the reason why they're able to overcome. Yeah, I don't even remember. There might be something like that in one of them, but I don't. Why? Do, she just kind of realizes that men aren't. She doesn't kill Doctor Poison, and then she just lightens no, him no, to it's, death. It's it's Chris Pine exploding. Yeah, but why does she? That that's not what defeats Ares. It is. 
Chris Pine exploding defeats Ares. Chris Pine exploding. Wonder Woman getting this rush of emotion because the love of her life has just died. And then, you know, glows. And um, yeah. Ares throws some stuff at her. And now she's got this invisible force field, which just kind of disintegrates all the stuff. She has like um, Dark Phoenix powers. And then what does she do? Oh, he... Is apparently has Zeus's powers and gets a lot of Lightning. electricity, yeah. And she captures it in her cuffs and shoots it back at him. Yeah, and I, I don't, I, I don't even remember stem. it because I'm at this point I've kind of checked out and I'm like, right, okay, yeah. Uh, I this isn't this is not. I'm no longer interested. This we've. I kind of feel the implication is well she's the daughter of Zeus so she could capture the electricity and then she could increase its power and then yeah I don't know. and she's meant to be the god killer and that kind of stuff yeah. I don't I, 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 at that point I had kind of checked out and I was like okay let's let's wrap this bad boy up yeah yeah, um, yeah. it is a pity did Aquaman finish that kind of silly action scene as well I don't really remember I Aquaman I liked it I remember that um it was the big bad in Aquaman Oh, some fish monster. Was it some fish monster? <laughs> it was his brother. I don't know. I have, I I watched it. I enjoyed it. I forgot about it. Yeah. It wasn't as it wasn't as good as Wonder Woman, but it was better than Batman versus Superman. I felt it leaned into its kind of weirdness and its trashiness. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the big bad in the final battle in that one. It was Patrick, your man from The Conjuring, Patrick Wilson. No. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Is that Patrick Wilson? He was yeah. the big bad, wasn't he? It was like his younger brother who. Who wasn't the right for? I don't know. Whatever. Before we kind of you have wrap, a thesis statement, you well, Mike, I kind of already said it. I kind of already said it, my whole thing with Ares, but I did find something kind of cool online that I thought could make a thesis statement. Okay. All right. Well, it's not really a thesis statement, but we'll put that soundbite in there anyway. Paul's thesis statement. Yeah. Hey, did you know that there actually were Amazons? Yeah. Did you? Well, I thought so, yeah. Well, they were... It was actually, funny enough, I was actually going to say that earlier on, and then I got a a, a moment of doubt and said, well, that sounds really ridiculously stupid if I say... Well, there were in a lot of legends and and Greek things, and and there's some nonsense stuff that, that, like, they used to lop off their left tit so they could fire arrows better. That's all nonsense. But a couple of years ago, they did find... um, They were, were like, a tribe of females or something. They weren't, actually. They weren't actually. They were more a tribe of people, but where the women had um, superior uh, and or equal status. Insofar as, uh, okay, so they're called the Scythian. S-C-Y-T-H-I-A-N. How would you pronounce that? Scythian. Scythian. And uh, they were like a nomadic race of people that lived in kind of smallish tribes. And um, because the tribes were kind of small, both male and females had warrior status in them and the way they used to fight was they would be on horseback um using bow and arrow and that is a fight that is a style of fighting that does you know anybody could do you don't have to be you know a woman who's a, they don't need to lob off their left hand. no but like a woman on horseback who's proficient at horse riding and archery is just as dangerous as a man but that's not like you know that's not like wrestling or something and um, they found like loads of art depicting these and uh, and i think th- there was even like like scripture saying things like the inheritance was passed through the uh, matriarchal bloodline okay. so if uh, if you were if your mother if your father was a sl- 
a slave but your mother was uh, important mm. then you would inherit the importance but if your father was important important and your mother was a slave you would inherit, you would inherit the mother's slave so it was like oh. it was the female line where the um, lineage lay so the, the, and there was loads of rumors for years that there was these female tribes that would like have sex with all the local men and then like nine months later a couple of boy babies would be left outside the village and they would keep their female babies yeah. but uh, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of that but it's kind of cool i did hear of now and maybe this is just legend or whatever you know tribes of women who occasionally would go to neighboring villages and have sex and if they had a girl they would keep it and if they had a boy they would bring it back to the village or they would that's just what i was saying that like oh yeah but they wouldn't even have to die no i mean like what i mean to say is like the village would wake up and there'd be like 13 baby boys oh yeah around yeah. like left no, outside and before, yeah, yeah yeah but i don't think there's any real evidence of that yeah, and, and the and the and the, these tribes would have been extremely dangerous and like nobody would they would come to you let's say mm. <laughs> yeah and it's kind of cool why would your dad be important but his wife be a slave it wouldn't yeah i don't even know if there was marriage was a thing it would have been more oh, like if yeah i guess i guess you could argue that it might have been a time when like you couldn't prove what the father was but you could prove what the mother was so you could trace your lineage to your mother easier than your father yes but I don't know. in regards so the other things about this film we haven't talked about patty jenkins but like i think the triumph of this film is down to gal gadot yeah just being chris pine so chris pine's great but he's not the reason this film is great. No, he's well, he's one of the reasons. Like, yeah, okay, okay, fair, okay, okay. But I, I think Gal Gadot and, and Patty Jenkins that, yeah. are the two powerhouses. I think Gal Gadot is a piece of fantastic casting. I am yet. I don't. I am curious. I haven't seen Gal Gadot and anything else, mm. and I'm really curious to see what she'll be like. You should watch The Fast and the Furious. But she's got a bit role in it. But like, I'd be really curious. She's been cast as Cleopatra, actually. Oh, that's a good cast. Yes, and uh, there's a bit of controversy because people are like it's whitewashing, but then actually Cleopatra had Greek. No, it's not whitewashing when I say it, but it's whitewashing when everyone else says it. That's because Gagado is white. (laughs) (laughs) But I get, uh, but but the but um, she's really white. I thought that would be Middle Eastern or something. I mean, she's Jewish. So Jewish? No, she is white. She's white. Yeah, yeah. But Cleopatra, I guess, is African. But um, the but the but her she was actually. You know, in terms of her ethnicity, she was actually, I think, like Greek, and she was like a few different. Uh, all the Greek Mediterranean. She was Mediterranean, well, she's North, North African. You know, yeah, but anyway, she probably wasn't. You know, but I guess people are saying this is a very famous African queen. Let's hire an African actress, but Gal Gadot was probably. Anyway, doesn't matter. But anyway, she's gonna. That's that would be. But I'm curious. Is, wasn't it played by Elizabeth Taylor back? In I the mean, this 50s is, or something. You know, it's a, a different time. It's a different time. <laughs> But I mean the the whole uh, the film with the the Ten Commandments. Everyone in that is like pasty. <laughs> but I'm curious to see if 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 Wonder Woman is just a bit of genius casting. Well, Ten Commandments was that not have been? They would have been Israelis. Well, it's, it's, all, it, it's, well, it's all about. Oh, well, they're white, so it's grand. It's all about the Moses escape in Egypt and everyone is mm. is English and Shakespearean oh I'm sorry you're right all the white people before that they never get any roles they never get any roles you can't you can't do right for doing wrong <laughs> my point in all this is that 
I'm curious to see if Gal Gadot is just really suited for this particular role. Or is she like an actual, like, is she an actor? Well, I don't think Wonder Woman, I mean, she carried that movie as a lead very well. And it wasn't a um, a role, I would say, without its challenges. So, I mean, I think... I don't. I, th- I think it is a disservice to a superhero movie to say that. Well, let's see her in something else and see if she can pull it off. You know? No, no, no. I don't mean. I just wonder: is this? Is this? Is it just kind of the right person in the right role, or like is she? I, do, I, does she have range? Does she have range? Yeah, because you know, like Chris Evans was so good in Captain America, but then when you saw him in like Knives Out, he becomes a slimy other character, and you're like, oh, he's a good. Act. He's he, yeah. he can act. I. Uh, I wonder, can she play, you know, just, I just want to see what, what else she can do. Well, she could play Queen of the Amazons. Can she play Queen of Egypt? <laughs> well, she's actually in this uh, Death on the Nile film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It hasn't been out released yet. Alongside okay. Dom Thrinch. Uh, but just before we wrap up, the other person I think we have to credit is Patty Jenkins. Because Patty Jenkins well, we, just does such, yeah, I know, but like, that's, she's so good. What else did she do? She did something else very... Some other big film that I can't think of now. She did Wonder Woman 1984. No, no, something else, isn't it? Patty Jenkins. Did she do Lady Bird? No, that's Greta, uh, Greta, Greta Gerwig. Uh, she did Monster, that film about oh, Alien yeah. Awareness. And she's doing Cleopatra. Oh. Oh, that's right. So her and Gal Gadot obviously get on very well. Uh, also, it's nice to see when directors and actors get on. I love that. Know. It's like, yeah, they obviously like, they get on. And when I hear people getting on, I think, well, oh, that means they're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Wonder Woman, I'm just looking, Wonder Woman 3 has just been announced. So oh, well, there, there you go. go. And she's and, and Patty Jenkins has been signed on to do Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is another... Oh, right. Star Wars film so um, yeah she hasn't done that many films she's only done 16 <clears throat> so she's done Wonder Woman 1984 as well yeah and it's gotten it does not seem to have done well on MVP anyway no but we'll, we'll, we'll uh, maybe hopefully by the time we finish superhero season cinemas will be open and we can see this if, if we'll know when the cinemas open if they're not playing Wonder Woman we can just watch it then Actually, yeah, and I think the music for this film is so good, and it looks great. It's, and it passes the Bechdel cast with colors, and hopefully they'll get Robin Wright back for Wonder Woman three, because Robin Wright is so good yeah, in this film. She only has a very bit role. Robin bit Wright's role. generally very good. Uh, she does have. She has. A, she has a problem of being very serious in her roles. I think she could, that's right. She's she very serious, but it worked for this role yeah, because she's the teacher. And it worked for uh, House of Cards, but you know, at the same time, lighten up a bit. But yeah, no, she's great. Okay. We need to put it on our list. I assume this is going to go high. I, 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 let me just put the li- li- list in front of me. We also got Be- a new meow, 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 meow. Is this on the new one or the old one? This is the new laptop. Oh, this is our first podcast on a new one. Here's a bit of uh, behind the scenes uh, silver screamer kind of stuff. The we have like two A4 sheets with like our notes and stuff on them and I keep them in a Wonder Woman book yeah one uh, thing we didn't mention the there's a couple of scenes in this which are, are really funny and they also crop up in Justice League because of the lasso um, oh yeah so it's a cool weapon the lasso yeah it's a good unbreakable lasso uh, which also makes you tell the truth which is really 
And then in uh, Justice League, uh, Aquaman <laughs> sitting on it, and he's what does he say? He says something. Like he just kind of confessed that. Actually, there was a Wonder Woman animated film a few years ago where Steve right. Trevor and her are uh, in the Invisible Plane, which I always thought was a stupid concept, and I'm glad that wasn't in the film. Did okay. you know that Wonder Woman has an Invisible Plane? An invisible plane. Yeah, that's one of like she. Oh, did she have that in the sixties? Yes, and oh, she had it in yeah. the comics. I always thought it was stupid. <laughs> she had just basically you just see her sitting. You just make her fly. Just stupid. Um, but uh, and Steve Trevor starts confessing about like his sad childhood, and then he looks down and his foot is in her robe. So like, yeah. So um, this on our list, Paul. I'm gonna. I, I, yeah. Let me see the list. I got to input on this too. So. I'm not going to put it maybe as high as you might think because I, uh, I, I'm a, I would say I think I'd put it at number seven. Oh right, okay, that far down. I really like it. I really do, but I don't think it's as like I don't think it's. I think the last ten minutes are like are actually bad. Mm. And I and I think like some like it hot. I don't think I could. I just think some like it hot is 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 a is a better film. I would have actually put it up at number. Four, um, but it's better than Fiddler. <laughs> the performances, the, the performances music. are on a par. Say the music is obviously great in both. The direction is probably great in both. Overall entertainment, I think I'm probably ent- more entertained from Wonder Woman. Um, okay, well I would, I'm happy to put it number five. That's a very good showing. Okay. All right, number five on our list. The Vaughn will kill us because that pushes Fiddler down. Yeah. Um, actually, we're like, wonder what? Wonder what? There's actually a funny um, story in our group of friends about uh, this movie. Four years ago now, or thereabouts, three, three and a half, we were going out for my birthday. And Paul, being the loving, dear partner he is, he was, I was like, you organize my birthday there. It's grand. And we all turned up to the cinema for Wonder Woman. And everybody, all our friends were like, so is this Paul's birthday or is this your birthday, Connor? Because this seems like it's Paul's birthday because you go to Wonder Woman. Um, and we had a lovely time. And we had a lovely time. And Trevor and Michelle were there as well. They turned up. <laughs> Why did, I don't, okay, obviously we share lots of friends. But like, we also have Paul's friends and Connor's friends. I feel like that was all my friends. And none of yours. <laughs> well, you organized it. You were <laughs> but I, my I must have, Thanks like, I, I didn't, like, not ask Neil. Yeah, I think I'd gone out with my friends for to the pub. Because, like, Orla was there, who obviously you're, you got on with. But Orla is, like, definitely a Paul yeah. friend. And, 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 you know, anyway. <laughs> I don't know, Paul. But we all enjoyed it. We all had a merry old time. We did. Uh, guys, I love you. It was Paul's decision. He. Everyone loved it. Blame him. No, I'm talking to my friends that you didn't invite oh, along to okay, my birthday. Sorry. Okay, we have to pick another movie for next week. Okay, well, I do feel that because I think this is a good first choice, but because it was 2017, it just wiped out so many. I really think the no, the the, oh, the, the teens have been the yeah. the year of the good. It's when superhero films got taken properly seriously. Yeah. So I was like, we cannot do superhero month without a superhero season without doing a MCU film so I thought we would do the one that started it off which would be Iron Man okay interesting I actually thought we were going to pick the same one and I also had the same problem with you know obviously you're, you've wiped out 
a lot of movies. You know, there are rules that we can bend them if we need to. No, but anyway, we're not bending at this you, point. Have you ever met me? Uh, <laughs> I can bend them. Um, I am going to go for Batman Returns from... Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that? I believe that was in my top 10 films in our, in our very first episode. Batman Returns from 1992. 1992. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer as Danny, Catwoman. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's best performance, Walken, in my opinion. Probably. Um, oh, there's Wolfgang cuckooing. Um, and Michael Keaton. Keaton. Is he in that film? Who is he playing? don't know. You didn't see him for... Not, it's he, he kind of did that and then you didn't see him for 30 years until he was... You barely saw him with that. Nobody even remembers he, Batman is in that film. It's all about Catwoman and Penguin. Oh, anyway, uh, great. I love both of those films. I'm excited, Connor. I'm excited. I'm excited. And this time, I'm not actually going, oh yeah, I hope yours wins. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to pull up our... So that would be nineties and noughties. Okay, so we can still do either one if need the other one wins. Google is asking me to agree to stuff. Of flip a coin. Batman versus Iron Man. Okay, heads or tails, Paul. Heads, Iron Man. Heads, Iron Man. Tails, Batman. Heads. Heads, okay. Iron Man. Okay, I prefer Batman Returns, but if you're doing superhero, you have to do an MCU film. Yeah. It would be weird if we didn't. So, so I think this is a good choice. Uh, we well, can still do Batman. Well, I'm going to introduce Batman for my next choice, I think, as well. So I'm going to. I mean, we kind of have to do a Batman film too, don't we? Well, you can pick one of the other ones. Okay. Still have Harold and Maude in first place after. Oh. This is our 30th episode. Oh my God, this is our 30th episode. Oh, oh, happy 30th episode. Happy 30th episode. Um, so after three decades of episodes, we're now here. Uh, Harold and Maud's still at number one. And it's, it's, been, it's, it's become me. almost like a, a godly, like like your favorite film and my favorite film have not beaten it. The Little Mermaid <laughs> and Hocus Pocus have not beaten it. So, it's become almost... Oh, it's just obviously, obviously, like, obviously, yeah. Harold. I bet you if we watched it again, we'd probably look like eight. <laughs> we watched it again, we're like, this is shit. Um, no, but that's fine. So, look, lads, we have some, we have a review on iTunes. Oh, do we? You do. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, what did they say? I hope they were complimentary. They were. Oh, good. I bet it was Ashwin or something. <laughs> I didn't recognize it. Okay, so we have three ratings. <laughs> three ratings. All of them are five. That's one per ten episodes. Yeah. All of them are five. All of them okay. are five. So and they're clearly friends, families, or foods. <laughs> well, I don't know because Bubblegum 1992. <laughs> like, we don't know anyone who was born in 1992. <laughs> it's, it's, it's before our time. <laughs> this is so nice. It's called Great Bunch of Lads. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Chinese. <laughs> and the, the comment is, the, the review is, this is a very charming podcast and the lads are only great. <laughs> oh my God, I think that's probably Louise. I'm going to guess Louise. 
It's a Father Ted quote. Veronica, maybe. Great bunch. <laughs> um, so there you go. Great and we have a couple of comments on SoundCloud. So uh, they make these. They make us laugh. They so uh, and apparently, the more reviews you get, the more popular you points are. you get and stuff like that. Um, we had someone listening in Malaysia. Oh wow! Yeah, Hello, Malaysia. One person <laughs> to one episode. Uh, hello, person. Uh, so, like, uh, you know, people are listening. But the more people that leave us comments, uh, be it whatever, be it SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, the more people in Malaysia get to hear us, Khan. There you go. So, uh, so there you we go. We need to do some targeted advertising in Malaysia. Get up on one of those big screens. Yeah. So in it's what in in Manila or whatever. No, that's not. That's Philippines. We 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 want we want to get big in Manila too. <laughs> Okay, go on. What's our uh, what's our handles, Con? So, uh, thanks, Bubblegum1992. And if you guys want to comment and like us and do all that kind of great stuff, then you can always email us at silverscreamers at gmail.com. You can tweet us at uh, on the Twitter machine at silverscreamers. Uh, our website is www.silver-screamers.com. Catch us on Facebook, Silver Screamers Podcast, Instagram, Silver Screamers Podcast. And you can catch this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple Apple Podcast app on your iPhone devices. Rate us, like us, review us, comment on us, keep it all nice and friendly. And that's about Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye! Was the Wonder Woman uh, uh, 70s? 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah.